Dark swords with candle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors. Protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron. It's a grand theft of Elm Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rock shoes to every clue. Easter eggs and gaming news, the boldest need some bad dudes to crash crew like Bandicoot. All shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control issues.com. That's control with a physical dash before the issues.com. You can also go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod. That's where we put up gameplay videos from time to time. Head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. And make sure you go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Let us know how you do it. Oh, yes. Uh, first first and foremost, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, A-Dub. Happy New Year. We made it. How are, how are your uh, resolutions lining up right now? Well, how, how are your gaming resolutions lining up right now? I don't make resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> I make progress. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, doing well. Just carrying on the tradition from last year, trying to finish games. Right now, I'm just, you know, going through my backlog, looking at things to kill some time. I need to get back on Death Stranding, but I'm preoccupied. Mm, so what What have you been playing, Ada? Well, Season 19 of Diablo 3 has been going very strong. Finally decided to make my wizard. I somehow stumbled upon this weird little spectral blade build with it that's i'm leaning on the fire side in anticipation and preparation for the firebird suit so waiting on that i have all the pieces i'm trying to start getting uh ancient versions of the pieces and then i'm really going to lean on it decided to save my current loadout because it's doing great for the greater rift runs need to get to that level 70 so i can unlock the the primal ancients get myself even more stats squeezing out even more juice um went from like par uh to paragon well yeah like paragon 20 to like paragon 300 in a day (laughs) just crushing these rifts i'm on torment 10 got there from torment 2 in that same day every time i have a little little extra minute little extra hour i've been putting it into diablo i've been in bed all week my back was acting up but now it's not so i'm back on diablo doctor says i need a bacchiotomy basically i I feel like i could use a bacchiotomy but yeah man diablo 3 killing it i'm doing this spectral blade build it's working out every little bit of just percentage of damage i can give to the spectral blades just gets multiplied so much by all the other bonuses i have on top of it I have a weapon that's giving me plus 50% attack speed and several hundred percent extra damage. I have another piece of equipment that's giving me another 50% attack speed on my primary skills, spectral blades, mm. <laughs> and regenerating my resource. So it's it's nuts. I mean, I could go on and on about all the various stats and all the various 
traits and quirks that I've acquired from all my gear, but I'm not going to waste your time with the nuts and the bolts. I'm going to just hit y'all with a video so you could check it out for yourself. Mind you, I've been doing this for several years, so I may move a little quick. Hopefully, you've also been doing this for several years because Diablo is one of the greatest games ever made. You'll know what's going on. When does this season close? I imagine probably toward the end of next month. Okay. Since it started uh, toward the end of November. Oh, so, damn. So they last like months. They Yeah, they last. It's a season. So a season, three months. So mm, Okay. Yeah. Cool stuff. You know, it, always make sure when you're playing the seasons that you cash out your season rewards. Otherwise, you will not be able to cash out your season rewards. <laughs> I learned the hard way. Don't be like me. Play your games right. But AMC, what have you been playing? Oh, I have been playing the greatest. Um, yes, I finally hopped on. So I was playing Catherine last week. Haven't played it since because that became a girlfriend game. So now that is designated to that time. Mm-hmm. So with my solo play, I decided to pick up a different game. And that led me to picking up Project Octopath Traveler. Oh, damn. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Um, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, everything is great about it. So initially just visually that's it's everything i wanted like uh just going back we've discussed final fantasy 6 however many hundreds dozens of times on the show and um just our love for it and this game just uh completely um throwing back to that nostalgia and giving you that feeling of when you played that game when you were a kid and this just picks up where that left off where that left off and then some so has that look has that retro aesthetic but then there are the additions of um there's voice acting in the game and great voice acting i'll say on top of that um which adds just that extra element the sound quality is there so whereas like in other games um like in the it had the snet very uh bit sound when it came to like the effects and all that stuff now it's um more like real sounds um on top of that it has that orchestral sound um music playing in the background to give you that feel that classic nabuo uematsu feel yeah and um yeah and it's it's everything's there that you love from final fantasy 6 as far uh, as far as in the storytelling the cutscenes, um it's the care it really fleshes out the character so the way the game works is uh you load it up and then immediately it lets you know that there are eight different characters to choose from and you can choose anyone and it shows their points on the map so they're all spread out through the entire entire world map so you choose uh you choose a certain character and you'll end up you'll start in that region and it leads off with the first chapter of that character so I looked through all of them and I saw this one character that was a knight and I was just like, ah, this feels like a good jumping off point um, to build from uh, kind of like reading each of their like backstory and their abilities. And so with him, his thing is he's a knight, he defends, he um, he's kind of the tank, he's the warrior class. And his backstory is that um, he obviously serves under a king and then things don't turn well in a in a war and the king gets taken out by a person that is important to that character and very much similar to the the uh, dog in the mountain in game of thrones the two strong knights uh that serve under i think it was the uh, the lions and um so they're now at odds but 
so the the main character that i chose that night he basically gets screwed over in that battle and he ends up in this small town where he's basically training the people to defend themselves from um the, the roaming thieves and um yeah he's just like serving as like that warrior uh teacher and so he's kind of lost his way and an attack happens on that land and then now he's thrown into battle and then through that he finds out uh he learns about that knight that uh basically turned on the king and where he can find them and so then after that i'm off into the world and then so i had my choice they show where all the other characters are on the map and you have to basically make your way to those characters and then as you meet them then you play through a chapter of their backstory to basically get the essence of that character and their motivations and then they join up and partying and you keep moving on in that way um battle wise what's what's really cool is that so with final fantasy 6 like it's it has a system and each each of the characters they have their way of um their way of playing out their uh their attacks and so that's really like how the battles are kind of set up in this game it's like that but then on top of that there's a whole different like battle system uh which is really cool so each of the enemies they have weaknesses they have vulnerabilities and with that um they have a certain amount of armor so like say like they have three armor and when you okay, hit here we go yeah and so when you hit them Love and you attack stats. you attack their vulnerabilities uh if you get like one hit uh they lose one armor and once you break it down to zero then they get broken they get like a dizzy thing above their head and basically they lose they they lose one turn and also during that one turn they're more vulnerable uh so like you can get an open critical hit on the character so there's that so you're always looking for their vulnerabilities which plays into like my level persona and then on top of that um there's boosts to your attacks so you can as you get off a, a successful attack you build one boost point and you can build up to three and with that you can then at any point use like one to through uh to the three uh boost points and that gives you bonus attacks so you, if you had Damn. one attack you're now getting four attacks off so you're getting like that quadra slash basically so then you get that break and you just start unloading those boost points just, ah. Yeah, critical, 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 <laughs> critical. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, you can use boost points towards your um, your special attacks or towards your defense. So you can boost your defense. So if you know that they have a big attack coming, you can boost your defense up to level three for that one turn and then defend that much more. So that's where like a lot of the uh, strategy comes into play in that turn-based combat. Um, each character has their own uh, individual abilities uh, abilities so with the knight uh his thing is uh he so in the world he can just challenge anybody and with that it turns into a one-on-one fight uh they let you know which characters you can and cannot uh which npcs you can challenge with that you fight them and if you beat them you'll get like an item or you'll just get experience uh in a way the game works on top of that then is that every time you win a fight you get money you get experience and you get job points your job points then go into buying uh purchasing new skills and you really have to think about which skills you're gonna buy because every time you buy a skill the uh amount for the next skill goes up that much more and oh yes a little risk reward 
and then a little cost benefit analysis exactly so you're you're sitting there you're you're going through the numbers really thinking about your builds and what's pretty cool is as you unlock um enough skills then you'll get passive skills that you can then equip so with the knight he's like the tank character as i said so the first uh passive skill that i unlocked that i equipped was cover which is when uh when a teammate is in like a critical uh, critical health uh area he'll then uh take damage for them so um I haven't seen what the other characters have. So the second character I unlocked was, um, uh, her name is Primrose. She's a dancer. Her um, regular world, I guess like uh, world map ability with the NPCs when she interacts with them is uh, Allure. And her whole thing is that, um, her in- her backstory really interesting. is like basically her father's taken out by these three dudes and she's on, she's on a mission to hunt them down, Kill Bill style. And... Um, so with that she's gained uh she's been out in the world trying to figure out how to find these guys and she was a dancer out in the world uh trying to get information from people and so then she developed this ability to allure which basically like just entice like when when she talks to people they they give her anything and they give her everything and um with that uh so when you interact with npcs you allure them and i'll let you know like your chances of alluring them all everybody i've come across is 100 percent right now because it's like the very beginning of the game and with that they join your party and so then in combat you can then summon that npc and when you allure them uh it shows what their special attacks are so you can then take that into account so basically you just add another member for you in the battle when you go out in the combat got the pets <laughs> exactly so you got your pets but they're like it's funny because it's people like pets <laughs> it's yeah it's like the people so like one was like an old man and like an old man just shows up on the on the battle screen <laughs> and he's like doing his attacks and he's there for the entire battle which is dope and you get like a certain amount of summons with each character like the old man it was like nine so um, yeah i'm like holding on to him right now but it shows like different strengths so like as you come across better characters you'll obviously want to swap out your the people that you allure and you only get to hold up to one person at a time Mm -hmm. so i imagine like the game is just going to open up that much more with that character and then as you come across other characters their abilities will then come into play so yeah it's it's a game that i thought would be simple and with that it is simple in comparison to divinity when it comes to as i was discussing with you in a pre-show earlier with inventory management like there's not a lot of the battle's over i get like one item and it's not like like um like a weapon or whatever it's like oh, a you healing. don't have to look through all your notes so you can find the pizza <laughs> recipe yeah i'm not holding on to things for possible quest items and things along those lines which is nice and then even when i talk to npcs in the world like they might give me information but it's um there are side quests but it's very like um they point it out immediately like oh this is a side quest person so you don't have to necessarily talk to everybody you only talk to people to really flush out what's going on in that area which is pretty cool and then with, on top of that like you're not just walking up to certain things and just hitting x on it just to see if something happens like it's there's chess i'm still doing it <laughs> you go to the chess and you get an item so it, it's very easy what i will say is very different uh not different but um really a throwback is it's random random encounters like when it comes to battle so when (laughs) 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 yeah so if you're if you're not in town you like walking in the open world or you're like you're in in a dungeon like if you're just walking you'll just randomly encounter an enemy and then you go into your battle so with that like there is that and it's it's nice the battles are quick uh it loads super fast so it's not like 
the battle encounters and you have to wait for the battle to load up and all that stuff like it just moves in and out so it's it's really nice it has a very good pace to the game the, the battles are quick now yeah yeah we'll see how once it goes you get 40 hours in yeah and then get, once you got a follower and you're guiding somebody yeah when i need all four dudes to take down like one boss yeah, so with the minions yeah and yeah as i said um the thing that really like pulls me in is just the level of detail that they put into each character's backstories and that's the thing that like really throws me back to final fantasy 6 is every character was fully fleshed out and they had their motivations and thus you wanted to really see their stories play out in this game they just let you know like you got that character this is where you need to go on the map to learn more about that character so i can't wait to see and as of right now the thing that is different is i haven't come across one main villain so i am curious to see that if that will come into play more or if it's just really just playing out the the pass of each of these eight characters the villain's an octopus yeah. <laughs> one it's, arm for each hero it's ultras yeah <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the shit oh man yeah so i'm loving octopath traveler um and i will get into more detail as that game comes along it's 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 great I, like as i put it down i can't wait to jump back in it's all i think about yes yeah so uh, I, was ho- I was hoping so man it looks like that kind of game that's just right up the alley of what would happen if the industry never went into the whole 3d graphics like what if there wasn't a mario 64 and we just kept doing the 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 2d sprites <laughs> like that looks like the future of old school gaming which is what immediately hooked me when i was looking at you you had it on pause you were showing me the voice acting and everything and i just noticed like it had that film grain and the the vignette around the the outside of the frame made it look very cinematic despite mm. being completely pixelated yeah it's the, it has so many modern tricks going into this old school style of play especially just with the 2.5d setup in itself which is pure genius i i i mean we've been on it since it was revealed it's like what is this we need this <laughs> <laughs> so even though i got it for you for christmas i'm extremely jealous oh yeah and, i mean you know me whenever we text it's just like do i need to get a switch yeah. <laughs> every, mean, every week i find myself checking switch prices just to see if there was like a, a price drop and it's just not coming down yeah it's one of those things that um that's why I, w- I wouldn't say like immediately to you like yes get the switch for this game but as it opens up more it's like damn this might be if you're f- if you're if you're feeling that desire to play that to get that feel of nostalgia like it's going to be different when final fantasy 7 remake comes out because it's like oh i played this game but this is a completely different game and so that's like my thing with like final fantasy 6 if, if they decide to remake it it's like yeah that would be awesome if they decide to go that final fantasy 7 remake route but if they do decide to go this octopath traveler route i would not be mad at all in fact i would welcome it i would much prefer if they went the octopath route yeah <laughs> and not the seven route don't get me wrong absolutely stunning visuals i imagine that world in full 3d would just be absolutely breathtaking with all those different characters highly detailed changing weapons at my weapon <laughs> <laughs> oh man genji glove and shit but no nah, give me give me the octopath treatment Maybe give me some higher res sprites or something if you want to really go nuts. But it sometimes 
simple is better yeah and like when you think about final fantasy 7 obviously they had the polygons but it was they had like the cutscenes where you did see what the characters look like with a more detailed uh animation like <laughs> given to you, them. you really want to call that more detail <laughs> it was closer I mean, with rounder i feel like the more detailed stuff was in combat that that was the high quality mm. character models. The cutscene models was just like the overworld model, but with anti-aliasing. I'd have to go back and replay because it's been I haven't played it literally since when it originally came out. But yeah, I just remember like they had only like three major cutscenes that looked like animations, like and uh, like with each disc basically had like one big cutscene and that was it. With that meteor, yeah. And then uh, with the intro to Midgar, like oh, it's a city. <laughs> yeah, and then like the actual like um, the uh, like when, when they came out with the movies, obviously, then you see even more detail added to that. And so by the time you get to Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's not as jarring of uh, of a change visually from the original game, where as opposed to like Final Fantasy VI to if you were to go straight to like a remake of like how they're doing final fantasy 7 it would just be so different that it would be like uh, the characters would look nothing like how they looked on that super nes version so that's why i would personally like to see that octopath traveler look but with final fantasy 6 it would be interesting if they did it illustrative in the same style as the concept art that's in like the strategy guides mm just an opinion i mean that's like how like kefka would look like in the battles like once you go up against him and he's like huge for some reason mm-hmm. the boss is always like super huge which i do like that they did that in uh he's a showstopper in uh final fan in uh, octopath traveler they did that really well uh with like the bosses are just humongous characters against your little sprites <laughs> yeah like even like the minions are like huge versus like my sprite dudes but like that's just that throwback feel like they did that perfectly right so yeah um this game gives me all the hope in the world for if they decide to do a follow-up to octopath traveler or if they decide to do final fantasy 6 in this visual aesthetic but yeah let's move into the topic of the week topic of the week so it's super slow right now obviously we're in the earliest point in january they we've gotten our announcements of games that are coming but as far as news goes like there hasn't been a review on ign in the past like three weeks like there's just not much going on like everybody's taking their time off so we decided you know what let's just do our control issues patented preview of 2020 won't be the full 2020 because right now as of right now there have pretty much only been announcements up until i believe may maybe june yeah the big companies are being tight-lipped about their their new products the specs things are leaking there's little teases going on sony's showing up at ces they got something to reveal platinum games is teasing an announcement of some kind coming soon yeah so anything past that point is pretty much just like uh a seasonal like launch so it's like uh you can expect this in fall but no dates exactly so let's just start right from the beginning january and we got games coming right around the corner a dub i am so excited so let's get right into it first game on that list dragon ball z kakarot coming january 17th to xbox xbox one and playstation 4 and pc now personally i don't think i'm ever gonna get it i want it to succeed though I want this to be the Dragon Ball game that finally makes people understand the richness and the deepness and the greatness of this franchise. Yeah, I mean, uh, open world Dragon Ball Z game seems like there's a ton to do. Every character, I want to see how, I want to see a little bit more of the action because I've seen like how they kind of set up some of the 
how they button map the techniques and how you select them i want to see a little bit more of it but for me yeah it's like i'm still on that i'm only playing games that like i want to play not necessarily what just came out and Mm -hmm. so like right now i'm playing octopath traveler in the back catalog i got luigi's mansion i got cuphead i got ori in the blind forest so like yeah yeah i know so like as of right now it's just like whatever game kind of appeals to me in that moment that's what i'm going to play whether it's a game that came out two years ago or a game that i have to play at the moment so that's how i look at dragon ball z kakarot it's like damn this game looks dope but I don't necessarily need it at uh, at launch, and so I'll let that actually play a little bit more. I'll even see like the reviews, see how people are, um, how the community is reacting to it. Mainly the Dragon Ball Z community, not like the the fair weather fans. Yeah. And then we'll see how that game develops. <laughs> uh, continuing, I'm looking on. forward to it, man. It, it looks like they're doing a lot of things right. I mean, they're playing through all the sagas, everything that you love about the Dragon Ball Z, like. I guess lore up until that point as you pointed out they they're even adding some of the filler stuff with like the test taken or the driver's, the driver's license yeah. <laughs> i mean they even have it they even have it set up to a point where it's like you're fighting you're being successful but it's just like the show where the enemy is just better than you they keep rising up and you're doing your best to to handle their escalating power level but you know ultimately it just rolls into the next fight the next person to save the day Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for that Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. <laughs> All right, so let's go through. Uh, so some we can just breeze through unless you have a comment on it. Um, next, we have Mega Man Zero nah. uh, X Legacy Collection nah. coming January 21st. I mean, I love and respect Mega Man. Iconic franchise, iconic series, especially X when they upgraded to that more mature art style for the Super Nintendo way back when, back when your boy was still getting games out of Blockbuster. But yeah, man, it Mega Man lost me a long time ago. Yeah, I mean these collections are doing well. You got like the Castlevania collection, the make the previous Mega Man collection. So it's it's really for the people who either never experienced it or just needed a reason to go back. And they seem to be do a pretty good job of like adding in features so that like it, you're really playing it in a modern sense uh, as far as like how you share it or how you can like save and you don't have to. It's not as punishing as it previously was. Yeah um next up oh uh, it's gotten easier yeah that will that will be coming out january 21st also on january 21st we got moons of madness uh <laughs> looks like a, a sci-fi space horror game yeah it gave me first person gave me dead space vibes for some reason it seems like that whole opening sequence that we watched was lifted straight from dead space mm-hmm. i don't know uh in case you missed it uh, we got Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch on January 23rd. Oh, snap. Yeah, this was that, that was the GameCube one? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, Also available in Blockbuster when it initially came out. <laughs> and I wanted to rent it, but I was like, nah, I don't, I don't like them visuals. <laughs> so this one, uh, a limited exclusive release uh, coming to Xbox One and PC on January 28th. This being Journey to the Savage Planet. What uh, did you think about that one? Um, I mean, it looked interesting. I'm obviously not a game that I'm going to get. But uh, as far as like the No Man's Sky heads and people who like to just explore and go into new worlds where they have wildlife out there and they interact in a certain way and you're scanning things and taking it out it, it looked kind of like fun what i did what the thing that i did see that was appealing were the different weapons that you have like how you they had like um 
yeah, like some like kind of like laser tether where he could like pull things towards him and blast them, stuff like that. So it's gonna, it's really gonna come down to like the equipment and how fun uh, exploration will be based on the equipment that they have that they provide you. It looked very much like an alien harassment simulator to me. Like you, you're running around, you're just blowing up little random aliens for no reason whatsoever, grappling about. It looks like a like if No Man's Sky was less serious. <laughs> less serious more tighter and more focused i overall it looks like it's doing some interesting things gonna have to see more once the game gets closer to release so keeping an eye on it personally not not really excited for that one what else we got on the list uh to close out january january 28th we have pillars of eternity 2 dead fire Coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Oh. Yeah, uh, this is made by Obsidian. Um, never played the original Pillars of Eternity. Um, Neither have I. This is obviously one that I'll, I'll probably pass on it. We'll see. I mean, if I were if I were to play another turn-based combat game, uh, especially of this nature, I'd probably just get Divinity 2. Um, but, I mean, this game, by all accounts, we were looking at um, the GameSpot like, review, and it looked like it was... Or the preview, I should say, and it looked like it was a fun game. It looked like it had a lot, a lot of detail going there, and the presentation was all right. And uh, even the combat just looked fun. Just that mob style of combat, mm-hmm. where you're you're pausing it to give your characters actions, and then you're watching it play out, and then you can kind of move in and play with the, your toys as you like. Um, and so, yeah, because of that, it looked like a fun game, but yeah, just not um, an RPG I need at this moment because it looks like one that you're gonna have to invest a lot of time into. Yeah. I did I didn't get into the original pillars. I know that Obsidian they they've had some turbulent times, you know, doing third-party development for other publishers, but once they got on their their indie tip with pillars, they really started to find their groove and their identity. So that is immediately attractive to me. However, just looking at the game like you said with the kind of pseudo pseudo turn base where you can pause it and stuff that's not really the kind of combat for me i like my combat tactical i like it turn base you know i i hate to sound like the dude who just doesn't like video games it's gonna be a dub hating on a lot of stuff yeah everything he's like yeah i wouldn't buy this i wouldn't buy this but i mean that's but that's the thought process that goes into it like there, you can't just appreciate it for what it is a dub no i do appreciate it for what it is it's like, just i'm not gonna appreciate it with my time and effort because it looks like something that's just, like you said, it's going to take a, a lot of commitment. It's going to take a lot of adjusting and learning how to manipulate these systems for success. Like it, just using Divinity as an example, like that game took me at least a solid week before I was starting to be productive in combat. And then after that, it was just like every fight I was in was like, oh my God, I won that one. I don't believe it. <laughs> So, yeah, Pillars of Eternity 2, I mean, it looks awesome. It's, according to the preview that we watched, it's everything you liked about the original Pillars, but more of it and better. So, if you're into those ty- your, those kind of games, it seems like Pillars of Eternity 2 will be for you. It's coming to PS4 at the end of January, so look out for that. And then we're now jumping over into February, making our way. February 4th, starting it off. The Dark Crystal 
age of resistance tactics. Now we took a look at this one. It was kind of <laughs> cute. <laughs> yeah, it looks kind of cute. Um, I mean, uh, if you watch the Netflix series, maybe that's where it will appeal to you. I believe it's a, a Jim Henson like a uh, series. Yes. And so it has like like that Muppet look, and but now we're it's a video game tacti- tactical tactical turn base, which I like. It's um. I mean, obviously, like the thing people always say whenever there's something that's from a license, uh, it's like a, a quick cash grab. This actually looks like time was put into the tactics of the game. And as I said, like, um, like I don't know, getting like Pillars of Eternity, it's nice to see just more RPGs and like turn-based RPGs coming out. Like uh, for somebody like me who's like who played Zelda and then just went into Divinity and now playing Octopath Traveler, played Persona 5 before that. Like it's um like I'm just happy that these RPGs just keep rolling out. <laughs> and in so many different shapes and forms. Yeah. Iterations, combat systems. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Like it when I was looking at Dark Crystal it reminded me a lot of Final Fantasy tactics, but mm-hmm. just with much like more realistic graphics. I especially like the animations of the characters because you can really see the heft in their swings <laughs> when they're going at it. It's, like I said, it's cute. I liked it. I'm hoping that it does well. Maybe interested in it down the line if I'm hearing some good things from the community. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, this is only on the list because people are always shitting on. Uh, so if you listen to the uh, the trolleys and we had our category, actually the winner of that category of the take that jumped the shark and the one being that there's not enough room for this game in this genre. Well, this game is on the list because people keep saying that there's not enough room for another zombie game. So coming on February 4th, we have Zombie Zombie Army 4 what? Dead War. Wait, what? <laughs> zombie Army 4 dead war coming not, to playstation 4 xbox one and pc not enough room for another zombie game number four <laughs> <laughs> it's a franchise Ada. the first three been selling so there must be plenty of room yeah yeah <laughs> just don't get it people whenever it's high profile and advertise oh there's not enough room for this it's like maybe on your shelf dude yeah. get, a, get a bigger shelf quit telling people what they can and can't play yeah or what can and can be made um this one this is gonna be a big one coming to xbox one and pc on february 11th this being ori and the will of the wisps so i know you're patiently waiting for that to come to the switch yeah hopefully yeah that that would just fall in line i mean i just got ori in the blind forest can't wait to hop onto that and this one just looks like that but even better so i can't wait for this one to come out just to hear the possibilities of what could be coming to the switch you know what i should have got your ass for christmas should have got you hollow knight silk song (laughs) that would have changed your life Mm. but octopath also changing one's life yes um then we have a remake coming out for playstation 4 this being yakuza 5 on february 11th this originally came out uh december 2015 so if you didn't play yakuza 5 now you'll get your chance to hop on there or yakuza 0 or yakuza kiwami (laughs) or any of the myriad of yakuza's that have been made and remade yeah if you want to get your baby if you want to go to the massage parlor you want to break dance in the street and beat somebody up with a motorcycle? <laughs> and grab a grab a sign and just start beating somebody down with it. Yakuza, <laughs> I can't even say Yakuza has got that. Ass. Go to the batting cages. Um, yeah, next one this coming on February fourteenth. Was that Valentine's Day, Adam? Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Is this a girlfriend game? 
and possibly if she likes getting her ass beat because it is <laughs> street fighter 5 champion edition oh. so this is basically just the complete edition from what it seems the details on that are champion edition will include 40 characters 34 stages and over 200 costumes made up of everything released for uh, street fighter so far excluding fighting chance and brand collaboration costumes and capcom tour dlc now is this a new version of Street Fighter V that the entire fight game community is going to have to purchase in order to stay current? Now, I believe it's uh, if you hadn't jumped on at this point, you could hop in now and just get everything. Oh, so they're just trying to entice my business. Uh-huh. Ah, Capcom my business. finally getting with the times. <laughs> Staying true to that one version promise. So you got to respect that. But if you don't feel like just beating that ass and you want to go co-op on Valentine's Day, we have some other releases. This one being Darksiders Genesis coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Yes. Looks outstanding. I'm definitely interested. It looks kind of like, well, it looks like Darksiders, but from a Diablo point of view. Yeah, they call it like a top-down hack-and-slash co-op game. It looks great. Yeah. Um, It, It was received well. So that's something that I'll be very interested in. We'll see when it comes around if I have, if there's enough room for one of those on on my show. Yeah, the PC version already came out and it got an 8.7 on IGN. So that's a good sign for this one, for the port. While it can still get that (laughs) (laughs) 0.7. Yeah, in case you guys don't know, IGN changed their grading scale. There will no longer be decimals, just nice round numbers so you can argue even harder in the comments section about which game is better than the other one yeah it's like so they're slowly making their way towards not having a score but they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna slowly step that ass <laughs> so we're gonna direction. we're switching to a defcon level system yeah. <laughs> whereas like defcon 5 you want to stay away from that defcon 1 is safe you get you get yourself in there yeah we got rid of the pros and cons we're going to get rid of the, the point system, the okay, Dewey, the Dewey going, Decimal System. Now we're going with a color gradient. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, the Terror Alert. Um, and then the last of the uh, February of the Valentine's Day releases, this being the full version of Dreams coming out of beta. About time. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation 4, obviously. Um, I mean, this is uh, a game that we saw at whatever. Uh, <laughs> Don't even remember. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That was like, what was that like three years ago? We saw like kind of the demo at um, what was the event again? I can't remember what it's called because they canceled it this year. PSX. PSX. Yeah. And, PlayStation um, Experience. Uh, we've seen like the uh, the different games that people have made inside Dreams. They made Sonic games. They made every game. It, and it kind of like people. It's always funny when you see it because it's like somebody made Sonic, and it's like, well, they kind of made Sonic. Yeah, like <laughs> it's Sonic, all right. But, but it's did not you? Quite, yeah. <laughs> Did you make something? <laughs> he, he's running and jumping, but that's about oh, it. Oh, he did a loop de loop. So Sonic. But I mean, there's always the potential. Um, I I always applaud these uh, creator games because it just gives. There's always those people who are out there trying to tell developers how they need to make games, and so yep, we're gonna give you something, put it in your hands, and let's see what you can actually do with uh, creator tools. And so I mean, with the with the right amount of people, with the right people, with the right amount of time. You can make truly impressive things with these kind of games. I, I was scrolling through my social media and I noticed that there's a project, I think it was like Middle Earth in Minecraft, where these people spent nine years faithfully recreating Middle Earth inside of Minecraft. Damn. <laughs> like, 
everything. Yeah. And we've just seen some of like the crazy levels that have been made on Mario Maker where it's just jumping, 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 falling, jumping, jumping. This is one continuous jump and bouncing. It's always jumping. The levels are slamming. Yeah, those those creator things are never just running and jumping. It's always just jumping, 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 jumping. It's not like design it's not designed to be fun. This is like, oh, how can I <laughs> direct somebody through this precarious path where if you're one pixel off in the five minutes it's going to take you to complete this single jump death death um this, nothing but fireballs and bullets in every direction yeah this next game being one of the few vr titles that we will be uh, i guess glossing over uh this coming out on <laughs> february 28th on playstation vr marvel's iron man vr which people had good things to say about. Yeah. So. I mean, you're playing as Tony Stark. You're you're flying around. You're shooting things. Um, you got your hands. Yeah. <laughs> as, as far as VR goes, it's great. You got like some support. We got Marvel support here, and I mean, people people were pretty pretty positive on that Batman VR, and that was like an initial launch of like PlayStation VR. So, I mean, we're seeing how far it's come, and uh, as far as shooting galleries go, this might be a little different because you're floating through the air and you're being Iron Man with it. You're talking to Jarvis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the closeout February, on February 28th, the same day as Marvel Iron Man's VR, the one that we looked at, a dub, One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. Oh yes, this is coming to PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. Looks like Dragon Ball Xenoverse had a baby with Jump Force, and it's a Saitama baby. <laughs> I'm a One Punch Man. Yes, it looks good. I mean, the the main hook that we that we picked up when we were watching the video is that you're playing as the other characters in the One Punch Man universe. You're fighting against the villains. But all you're doing is biding time until Saitama shows up. <laughs> I love it. He's not taking damage once he shows up. And you're just like, all right, I'm going to get this one shot off and put you to sleep real quick. Yes. And it makes Hit sense. Hit him with the dope thing. <laughs> and it makes sense because, like, uh, they're, usually these games, like, they have a break in, I guess, like, the lore or the narrative of, like, the original series that, like, they're basing the game off of. And so, like, you'll have, like, Goku going up against, like, I don't know, um like super saiyan goku going up against master roshi and it's yeah. and it's a tough battle and roshi is holding it <laughs> <laughs> hold it down jackie chun still in the game yeah um so i like that they are holding staying true to the original content and that like you're really focusing on the side characters and just making time for them you know saitama to show up and handle business like he's got his own picture in picture as he's sprinting toward the battlefield the countdown and it, yeah and it looks like kind of like that i don't know that news footage of like 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 a cameraman like they have like just the camera on him as he's running to the battle coming to you live saitama in route <laughs> to the disturbance in downtown and i was like always felt like that was a thing in like just the dragon ball series it's like all right, Goku's like Piccolo's fighting this guy while Goku's like flying to the battle, sprinting twenty thousand <laughs> miles down Snake Way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, what if that that would be like great if it's like in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, it's Piccolo, Gohan, Krillin fighting against the Cybermen and Nappa, and then like as Goku's like running along the Snake Way, and you're just trying to survive, <laughs> <laughs> especially once you get to Nappa. Oh. That fight was brutal. Uh, especially for uh, the homie Yamcha, who yes. got memed from that. <laughs> got Cyberman one time. <laughs> never never fought again. Yeah. 
He's like, I'm, I'm kind of good at this point. Well, he had died, I think, twice at that point, possibly. Not sure. But, um, yeah, not good for Yamcha. The thing is, he trained with King Kai. Yeah. Never fought again. Yeah, not not having it. Like, I'm going to just hold on to this and impress all these local these local chicks. Yeah. And, like, they had always, like, built up, like, this whole thing with uh, Yamcha and Bulma. That, that never really played out because Vegeta showed up. And then the dude who destroy who tried to destroy the world oh now you with that dude oh yeah <laughs> i can change him i can make him better <laughs> and she did i'm a change man look at the range uh so now you get a couple kids on him that'll that'll civilize that ass real quick yeah i remember like the the articles that came out where people were arguing like if you really think about it vegeta a better dead than goku <laughs> oh way better dead there's little dragon ball trivia but apparently goku has never kissed chichi so how, how did they is this the the immaculate conception oh no he he banged it out is this, is, 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 is gohan jesus <laughs> no he he knocked out a couple kids he just i think i think he even said it he was like i never even kissed chichi i was oh, yeah. like what, what? <laughs> Toriyama. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, your man Vegeta changing diapers, swaddling <laughs> with the bad man shirt. <laughs> punching his kid in the stomach. Yes. Gonna learn today. Yeah. Put on them weights, getting this 20 times gravity with your day. <laughs> so let's hop into uh, March. Uh, so now, starting off March with March 3rd. Oh, this is a big one. So now we're starting to get into the big releases, A dub. Mm-hmm. So March 3rd, we have on PlayStation 4 final fantasy 7 remake yes so this is um it's called final fantasy 7 remake obviously people are upset because they're not calling it episode one so you know that eventually down the line there's going to be that uh false advertising the, the frivolous lawsuit yeah the consumer i wasn't i thought this was gonna be the entire game <laughs> now you know just a tiny parallel for people who are just itching to file a subpoena against square enix for misleading you even though you clearly know what's going on enough to file a lawsuit about it gta 5 notorious for the whole staggered release of gta online uh someone filed a frivolous lawsuit about that i was just looking over the internet happened to search that happened to discover it someone filed a frivolous lawsuit it was thrown out because on the box it said some people may not be able to enjoy all the features of this game it never said anything about the online being available on day one no one was misled you were informed in the way that they're supposed to inform you on the package read the package don't file frivolous lawsuits stop wasting taxpayer dollars stop wasting our time yeah um but yeah getting past all that super excited for final fantasy 7 remake everything we've seen so far up until this point with the uh, the demos and the trailers it looks like they've stepped it up that much more um because initially when i first saw it i was like oh like it kind of looks like an action rpg yeah. but then once they introduce there you have the options so they're giving you options if you want to play that more turn-based feel you can go that route um they're just showing how the battles how they could have their different phases so like it really plays into like that original feel with like like with that like that techno spider now he climbs on the wall so then you can mm-hmm. only do certain attacks on him so then barrett gotta come out with the gun <laughs> on her while clouds is blocking with the buster sword and the buster sword the thing that really got me with the whole final fantasy 7 remake gameplay footage was the one scene where uh the guy in the suit with the sunglasses he 
I think he throws Tifa into Cloud and hits him with her. It's like what we get. It's like that. Their bodies are interacting. <laughs> like this is next level stuff right here. So it's it's looking like they're putting in a precarious level of detail in so far as not only making it faithful to the original, but also making it faithful to the action RPG type of presentation that they're bringing forth. I mean, you know that they have the classic mode where you can automate certain functions of the action combat. So you can focus more on picking and choosing the actions. Uh, I mean, your boy, a dub's going to be playing in real time getting my material link slots. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going it's to be so great. Yeah. It's going to be so awesome. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited. I'm, things i'm not looking forward to so before you even go ahead making these threads let's just say that they're already played out we don't need the you know are you gonna wait until all the episodes come out before you buy it there's gonna be i'm gonna try yeah there's gonna be those people uh those people who said like oh i didn't think this game was ever gonna come out you're looking stupid now as we get closer to the release date (laughs) it's vaporware (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then of course there's gonna be the i I tried to wait it out but i couldn't resist i'm I'm glad i got in yeah i mean they've already announced that they're adding a ton more content so it's not like you're buying a three-hour experience of just midgar like they've added a ton to the game while also sticking true to the original content so it looks like as far as fandom goes, we are in the golden age of it um, with everything that we're getting that's coming, that we're currently playing, and that are, that's coming down the line. I'm, I'm, I, it's just crazy, eh, Dove? <laughs> now, you know people are just sitting, itching at their keyboards, waiting for them to reveal the price so they could complain about how much it costs and the value. how much all the parts. Yeah, yeah now that people it, are breaking down a, the value of games. It's just a cash grab. <laughs> um, next up, oh, this is a sequel to uh, a big place. Well, not a big, but... A popular PlayStation exclusive. Uh, this coming to PlayStation Four on March thirteenth. This being Neo Two. So okay. this was this was the, uh, I guess the people who wanted to be like, oh, like I don't like Souls games, but I like this game because apparently, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Neo. The I don't original- like Souls games. I don't like random generation, but I like Neo. <laughs> yeah, but the original Neo um, did some interesting stuff with like stance and all that stuff when it came to combat, um, and so I I'm interested to see what how they've pushed that to the next level with Neo Two, but I haven't really seen much from this game. No, they have quite the action packed trailer. If you ever want to take a look at it, it's it's over the top. You can create your own character. You can you can turn into a demon. Get your demon mode. Get your demon dick. They got all your... Get your demon dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, there's, there's a lot going on. Way too much for me to try to wrap my head around. It looks very chaotic and disorderly to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. The original game did well. It transcended its apparent likeness to the Souls franchise and carved out its own niche, much to the chagrin of many haters who tried to write it off on day one. And Neo 2 looks to take everything they did with the first one, but going a step further. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay on track with the uh, PlayStation exclusives. This is coming out on March 17th to PlayStation 4, MLB The Show 20. So this could possibly be the last exclusive MLB The Show uh, after like the announcement that the licensing deal, um, <clears throat> Sony will still continue to develop place, uh, MLB The Show, but now the deal has opened up where it can be multi-platform. So there's a p- strong possibility that PlayStation will be making will be going third party on other consoles when it comes to the baseball game that was originally exclusive to the PlayStation. Now AMC, do you feel like you're losing value? 
Oh, because it's now multiplayer? Because you got one less I mean, exclusive. Oh, one less exclusive? Yeah, I was like, well, now I can just get an Xbox. This was the only reason why I was getting PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> you know those dudes are out there, too. <laughs> just waiting, looking for a reason to get another console. Should we Should we check on, on K40? K40, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's been waiting. He's got a series. He's got a Series X pre-ordered now. And he's like, I've been waiting to play MLB the Show with an Elite controller with with pedals. <laughs> now I can play with Trues. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining lives. Yes. Um. So Bringing let's it back in 2020. Let's get off the PlayStation exclusives and now get on a Switch exclusive. Oh, your favorite. This coming to March 20th. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Are you getting it? Some new old horizons. You excited for it? Man, I've been looking at this game, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta tell you, it was looking cute to me. Yeah. It looks like it's got depth and loads of content. Chop- I don't know, man. Chopping down trees, <laughs> building the house, I'm building the cabin, <laughs> talking to people, fraternizing, politicking. <laughs> I mean, uh, the people who love Animal Crossing are super excited for this one. This one looks like it might be the one that um, steps a little outside uh, its hardcore base to appeal to a more, I guess, mainstream audience. Oh, yep. Um, Is it, did they dumb it down? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I Is mean, it the worst one in the franchise? If anything, I would liken it more to Monster Hunter, whereas like the original Monster Hunters were very much for that Monster Hunter community. But then when Monster Hunter Worlds came out, it was a suddenly a thing where it's like, well, everybody needs to start playing Monster Hunter. And so, oh well, yeah, because they they dumped it down in history like the formula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the real the real OGs. The past, <laughs> the past ones with the G ranks. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you want to play. So yeah, I mean, as far as like Switch people go, um, this is one of those games that I think people are just going to buy, like regardless of if they played the original Mon- uh, Animal Crossings. This might be the one that uh, appeals to a greater audience. And so yeah, this is one I'm definitely keeping an eye on because as much as as much fun as Mercer and I had uh, with playing Terraria, I believe that this game is going to be within that vein, but um, a lot cuter, a lot more. A, a lot more uh i was gonna say a lot more fun but I, i'll just stick with cuter <laughs> i've always respected the fandom around animal crossing i never understood the game but after watching some preview stuff for this upcoming title i'm beginning to understand why people are so into it so yeah we'll be keeping an eye on that if you do happen to get it a dub's trying to watch mm. uh this one a delay but uh now we're gonna fish finally get in unless assuming another delay doesn't come uh, delay station five mm-hmm. so this also coming out on march 20th which would, would make an issue with me getting animal crossing because i love the uh original release of this one and this being doom eternal oh. doom with the grappling hook oh. doom taking out everybody oh, it's not fast enough the oh. doom slayer yeah oh. why isn't it like playing like quake i'm tired of, <laughs> tired of shooting the same enemies i need a story in order to engaged yeah um the original doom was the absolute shit this uh, game i would say kind of took people by surprise being that the uh release before that was like doom 4 or whatever um kind of was not gonna say a clunker but you know it kind of came and went and the doom series was kind of on shaky ground and then the last doom came out and it was one that people were immediately like oh you need to get this game if you like first person action this is the game for you and i remember specifically playing this game uh when i had like the flu and so i took off work for like three days and all i did was play doom and it was the best three days of my life i think marissa was like on like she was out of town somewhere so it was just me <laughs> and doom and booze yeah and yeah so i was just loving it um not booze it was actually just like nyquil so me me on all the scissor yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that dextraminophen. <laughs> the sipping awesome scissor. But yeah, so um, Doom Eternal, I'm super excited for this one. Uh, this is a game that, um, as far as Bethesda releases go, this will be one of their big releases um, that they're publishing. And so, yeah, I can't wait for this game to come out. All right. Uh, next game, this will be the close to March on March 24th. This coming for, for an Xbox. This is an Xbox exclusive from Ninja Theory. This being Bleeding Edge. So details on this game. Uh, multiplayer that fuses combo mechanics with dynamic third-person action. Team up and execute powerful synergized attacks to become an unstoppable force in the face of your enemies freeze flows in time control mines ride missiles and unleash electrifying guitar solos in a fast-paced yet strategic combat system that rewards technique timing and teamwork um the thing from here uh so we're now seeing more of the overwatch style kind of spin-offs um with that team-based action uh combo and moves together and um yeah and i guess a, a narrative that i'm seeing uh play out here is everything you loved about that game but now we got melee combat and it's third person and that like like taking me to i think it was like what godfall for playstation 5 where it's like oh now it's third person so like if you liked if you like destiny but you hated playing in first person well now you have a melee game and it's in third person <laughs> yeah so bleeding I, I edge i don't know i don't know what like in general i don't know like this game or just in general just just in general with the with the melee like the melee competitive games the melee online looters yeah so you, the looter I, slasher yeah that, was it uh what was it uh looter slasher is that slasher. i thought it was lunar <laughs> slasher i thought they were like slashing on the moon mm. but no that, we'll have to see i have to see more of each game i'm i'm for certain that I'm not going to be there for Bleeding Edge. Well, you don't have an Xbox. You definitely won't be there, you know? Thanks for revealing my secret. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so April, we're moving on. Uh, Beginning of the month, A-Dub. This might be one for you. Coming to PlayStation 4 on April 3rd, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Whew. Okay. Remake. Okay. Where are you standing on this one? I mean, I want to say that I'm standing in line. I mean, I'm in no rush to get it, but if I do end up spending money on a remake, it will definitely be Remake 3. I just, I don't know, man. I'm getting into that, that like, that transition mode. Like, I'm taking the connecting flight. I just, I just reached the layover. Now it's time to take the final direct flight to, to next gen. So I'm kind of, kind of want to see how next gen's going to come together. See if we have that backward compatibility. See if anything's going to be cross-gen. See if there's going to be a pro version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. So I'm staying a little cautious. I got my whole backlog that I amassed through 2019 to work my way through. And I'm still dicking around in games that I've already finished. So not doing a good job there. <laughs> so we'll see if this game makes it into your 2020 pre-next-gen purchases. On April 16th, coming to Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah, I have that pre-ordered. Yeah. Collector's Edition, going to have my statue, my box, my enamel pins. Your Keanu Reeves. My my Johnny Silverhand. (laughs) Your John Wick. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. Very excited for Cyberpunk. I I don't care how it's going to be received. I don't care how it turns out. They won me over, at least quality-wise and technically wise with the witcher 3 ultimately i'm not that into fantasy 
especially when it gets real like heady like the witcher is a whole lot of reading a whole lot of exposition a whole lot of decisions to make and politics to manage but cyberpunk being like futuristic more relatable to my real life dealing with things that i'm more used to and more interested in just super sci-fi even despite being first person it's something that i want to show up for and put down my dollars to signal that this is the kind of game that we should be making yeah i mean the thing that appeals most to me about uh cyberpunk 2777 is the just that world like walking through it and just it seems like there's just a ton of like movement in that world a ton of there's a liveliness to it like there's as you're walking around corners there's just always something happening like as we saw like he's walking and you just see like rock'em sock'em robots going on in the background and then you, that go you can and, hack yeah and you just go into this store and then there's all there's whatnot going on in there so it just seems like the type of game like there will be a huge payoff in the exploration of it. And because of that, it appeals to me in that sense, because I do want to explore and see what different random like events and stuff that play out as you're just walking around in that game. It looks like the kind of game that makes good on the illusion that Insomniac paints in the background of their Ratchet and Clank games. Like you're doing all this stuff, shooting all these little beautifully animated animals with your weird guns and all that stuff but then you see all these cars flying in the sky and perfect rows in the background through this sprawling city and it's like wait a minute what's going on in the day-to-day life there cyberpunk looks like you're you're walking through the verandas and the foyers of that whole area just trying to make a living for yourself trying to solve this this conspiracy trying to upgrade yourself yeah um very excited exactly uh and then the closeout April, we have on April 24th, PlayStation 4 exclusive, Predator Hunting Grounds. Um, this being, uh, was it isometric? Asymmetric. Asymmetric. Uh, you're, you can either play as a Predator or the Mercenary dudes. and Either pray, play as the Predator or the Prey. Either Prey, yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see what that game is. Got but, a female Predator. Yeah. I don't mind it. Uh, it seems like these games, initially, there is this whole thing, especially with after what Evolve came out, where people yeah. were like, oh, I don't know if, like, this this French this genre will ever pick up and there's yet, no room for these kind of games yeah and yet like they keep putting out different versions of this game and they all seem to appeal to what's funny is like I guess our nostalgia whether it's like Jason Freddy and now yeah. Predator getting a game Friday the 13th people seem to enjoy it mm-hmm. I mean I didn't have much hope for the asymmetrical kind of online game just because it's asymmetrical the whole the whole allure of playing online is that you're e- it's either you against everybody else, everybody's equal to a great extent other than skill level, or it's like you guys are on teams, whether you got your homies or a bunch of random people around your skill level. But with these asymmetrical games, it's like you're one person gets to play as the icon and everybody else gets to play as their little their little mice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and you're just trying to figure out ways how to fuck up these little <laughs> these little dudes so it'll be interesting to see how well it's received i mean predator is a cult classic franchise that pushing too many pencils pushing too many pencils <laughs> <laughs> cult classic franchise that has long been overdue for a proper video game treatment it looks okay. It looks like they're doing the Predator stuff right. You can get up in the trees. You got your heat vision. 
Like I said, they got the female predator. If you want to get your SJW going, mm-hmm. is she hot? Equality. I don't know. Got to take that mask is she off, wearing, girl. Is she wearing a sports bra? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 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 Just got to see what Sony says. Yeah. All right. So let's hop over to May. Coming out May fifth, we have <laughs> we have a Man Eater coming to PlayStation Four, Xbox yes. One. Uh, yeah, this is uh, open world Jaws. You're walking around as a shark. You're eating motherfuckers. Chewing them up. Now don't get, don't get us wrong. There's conflict as well. Like, yeah, yeah. They got dudes in boats shooting at you. <laughs> <laughs> you taking shots out there. It's it's the real deal. It's real in them waters. Yes. Um, May fifteenth, Marvel's Avengers, a game that is for sure going to have a ton of trolling leading up to the launch of it. <laughs> <laughs> Had a and ton of trolling when it was announced. Had a ton of trolling when it was revealed. Had a ton of trolling when it was re-revealed. Had a ton of trolling. When it was refined to look more in line with expectations. Yeah. Um, if there's like sayings that have jumped the shark from trolls, it's they need to show me this before I'll get this game. Yeah. And this is that game that this this game defines that that uh, that idea of like everybody just saying like, well, they haven't shown me enough. I need to see that you can do this see- before I'll get this game. <laughs> I need to see a 30 minute gameplay in game. <laughs> I want to see customization team team abilities. Yeah, and that's just what I said. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's uh, Marvel's Avengers. Um, this is a game that, regardless, it's going to sell. But we will see how people receive it and how they react to it because there's going to be a ton of reaction when that game comes out, and it's all people are going to talk about before release. And then you'll have the the troll the troll articles while also telling you to oh watch us play this game <laughs> as we shit on it at the same time <laughs> <Give it a five. laughs> yeah like i i don't throw around this word loosely like a lot of people do online but my concern with mm-hmm. marvel's avengers is that all the the pre-packaged hate that's undoubtedly rolling down the hill and gathering moss is has the it has the potential to taint the review community because you know there are reviewers out there who take their cues from the online community. And it it's looking like Avengers runs the risk of not getting a fair shot for what it is. Well, oh, yeah, it's like that idea of, especially when you have a huge like franchise license, like whether it's uh, Avengers or it's Star Wars, it's because this franchise is so popular, the game either has to be a 10 out of 10 or it's a flop. And that's like how people just look at it. Like they don't give it its due or just take it as it's a, as an individual game. Well, the big thing is that it's been stated and it's understood that this game does not tie into the MCU. It is its own thing. And I have no doubt whatsoever that there are going to be those reviews like, well, it doesn't really do the MCU justice. And it's like, well, it's not supposed to. And you just failed your review. <laughs> Um, staying on the tactical turn base, we got another one coming, A-Dub. This coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, Mac on May 19th. This being Wasteland 3. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that was coming so soon. Yeah, so if you enjoyed the previous Wastelands and you like those tactical turn base games, well, you got Wasteland 3 coming in May. I was kicking so much ass in Wasteland 2, and then I got to this one encounter where suddenly I'm fighting robots. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And they quickly moved in with their multiple turns and their incredible 
moving range with their melee blades and tasers, <laughs> all kinds of things that robots have that humans don't because I'm used to range combat mm. and they just shredded my whole team. So if you're already uh, a shoe in because you pre-ordered Cyberpunk 2077 on April 16th, well, you have about a month, a little more than a month, actually, to then play this game that I'm assuming that you're going to be there on launch uh, May 29th, PlayStation 4 exclusive, The Last of Us Part 2. Yes, that's happening. Yeah. No question. Yeah. I, Day one. You got to see it. You got to play it. Digital pre-order so I could play it Thursday night, 9 p.m. when I get home from work. Everybody's going to be complaining about SJW shit. <laughs> got my glass of whiskey. <laughs> Gonna have a cheeseburger. <laughs> Gonna get your relationships going. Yes. Play your play your relationship simulator. <laughs> uh, this game only mentioned because we saw it at the Game Awards. Fast and Furious Crossroads coming May thirtieth <laughs> because they brought out Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez. I really want this game to surprise people and be like a little sleeper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have the look of one. And forgive me. Lord Diesel, I don't mean to be shitting on the game. It it looks a little rough, but who knows? Maybe it captures the essence and the feel of the Fast and the Furious franchise, the high-octane action. So, we'll see. And then, uh, to close off the list, um, at least of games that have been announced with a date for PlayStation 4 exclusive on March 31st, Wait, March 31st? Oh, damn. Oh, sure. oh I'm out of oh, order. Oh. So, going back to March 31st, <laughs> we got persona 5 royale this one being persona 5 but with more content so if you didn't think the game was too long well now you can hop right back in and play a whole another semester <laughs> of persona 5 and uh doesn't the switch have some exclusive content uh that part i don't know because this says it's a playstation 4 exclusive oh well there's some version that has that extra song oh yeah <laughs> we got to keep our people informed you got, they got to know where they're getting the best value yeah we'll, we'll follow up on that next week um i wrote down a list of other games that have been announced but without release date so we can just run through this and if you have anything to say uh axiom verge 2 people were excited about the original axiom verge so now you got another one coming all right uh bio mutant um doing that yeah that's my that's my risk game we're show up for day one no matter what that's the kind of game i want to see companies making big open world customizable character your appearance factors into your your stats and your attributes you acquire cybernetic augmentations as well as genetic mutations that determine what kind of abilities and traits that you get on top of your class build every weapon in the game is modded or at least every gun is i don't know about your melee weapon but they did say that at least the guns there's nothing there's not like you're picking up the shotgun you're making a shotgun and not just a shotgun you're a shotgun you're making everything you need you got a mech that's customizable too you got big boss battles you got wonderful animation the game has looked progressively more polished as time has rolled on they delayed it into 2020 so it's looking a lot better as we get closer to finally seeing it hit the light of day i'm excited for biomutant um next game we have uh 
Okay, so this is a follow-up, uh, Dying Light 2. This is the original Q1 sleeper hit. When people used to say, oh, nothing comes out in Q1. Dying Light came out, and people were like, oh, shit, you need to play Dying Light, and it ends up selling well. <gasps> Next thing you know, developers realize, like, hey, people actually buy games in Q1, and now we're just getting just bangers that come out early in the year. So, yeah, Dying Light opened the door to what would now be just one of the better um, quarters of gaming. And releases. also the original Dying Light set in the foundation for post-launch content support from developers i mean dying light to this day has still been getting free content for anybody who wants to dive back in and run through the sea of zombies is great um we also have elden ring um well i guess we'll see what that is this is uh the souls game with uh yeah. with who they worked with uh who is it uh george r r martin yeah the guy who r r gur um yeah the guy who everybody says finish the books <laughs> stop working on other stuff yeah um ghost of tsushima uh day one yes elden ring more than likely a day one godfall assuming this would be a, a fall release with uh right around the release of playstation 5 holiday 2020 holla at your boy um this game people will be talking about it because it's the only fix that they can get when it comes to this franchise this being half-life alex yes um, the vr the vr people, like, oh. people have been waiting all this time for half-life 3 they get half-life vr even though alex they're being optimistic about it i haven't seen the trailer but it seems to be doing things that are that fit the Half-Life universe and do it justice. It isn't just some cheap cash grab. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems to be taking VR to another level. So that's something that people may want to pay attention to, especially if you're a fan of Half-Life. Uh, Halo Infinite. Uh, obviously, we have the Xbox um, X series coming out or Series X coming out in fall. And this being one of the launch titles or assumed launch titles. So Halo Infinite, look for that coming in fall uh hollow knight silk song as you mentioned before um little nightmares 2 minecraft dungeons Ooh. panzer dragoon remake oh psycho psychonauts 2 oh rainbow six quarantine rainbow six siege like just continues to sell <laughs> yeah i mean they yeah they ended up delaying a lot of their games so we don't really know any of their release dates as of right now uh samurai showdown neo geo collection yes spell break the uh battle royale game that we talked about that might you know that has gotten our interest don't be surprised if you see your boy a dub on there flying through the sky throwing fireballs at you a dub might be the next ninja take his ass down uh sports story i believe this is the follow-up to golf story uh, uh, uh an indie hit that was on the uh switch um so yeah yeah sports story coming sports story so multiple sports yeah, maybe maybe playing football and baseball <laughs> at the same time at the same time hitting a football with a baseball bat <laughs> yeah uh streets of rage 4 <laughs> warcraft 3 reforged uh-huh. We need that remaster, that remake. And Streets of Rage 4 looking outstanding with its cartoon visuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not a knock. That's a that's a plus. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion. And then uh, to close off the list, Yakuza Like a Dragon <laughs> or Yakuza 7, which is the, uh, uh, the turn-based Yakuza game. Because if you haven't played Yakuza 0, Yakuza <laughs> 5, Yakuza Kiwami. <laughs> and this is the one that actually might be the 
my my jumping on point for the yakuza series just because of that terror-based combat i oh. want to see what that's all about this might be the the crossover game that finally gets <laughs> that mainstream appeal from amc yes the one where you you, you keep the baby you're gonna name him gonna name him theo yeah i'm gonna name him theo <laughs> name him bug um all right so let's get into the topic the the final topic of the week top topic of the week a dub what you got i got ps plus games for january oh (laughs) (laughs) just jumping out the seat people already man yes what we got is uncharted the nathan drake collection and goat simulator I don't want to play Uncharted. Why are you giving me this game? I don't like Neil Druckmann. Why are you giving me a game everybody loved? Where's Amy Hennig? It just reminds me I miss her. I want her making PlayStation exclusives again. Where's Star Wars 1313? I wanted to write me <laughs> short stories. Troll of the week. 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 This isn't why I subscribe to PS Plus. Fuck Sully. Fuck Sully. Fuck Sully. Where am I? Where's my money going? Fuck Sully. Fuck Sony. So, first troll of the week of the 2020 year. People coming sideways at the PS Plus January offerings. This is what they have to say. Uh, First troll says, this is trash. Thanks for nothing, PlayStation. Waste of time. Whoever's picking these recent games should be fired. Damn. Waste of time. Damn, we threatening careers and livelihoods out here over some free games. (laughs) Next troll says, Goat Simulator. Really? Is this an out of season April Fool's joke? They're taking the absolute piss. Oh, we got we got a Blizzard troll showing up. Yeah, we got an early contender for <laughs> for troll comment that jumped the shark. <laughs> it worked once, and it barely worked then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as hot as people wish it was. Uh, next troll says it's as if there aren't any good PS4 games to give out. LOL. Next troll. And this is how I say farewell to PlayStation Plus. Because this is the only reason why you're playing you're you're paying for PlayStation Plus. You've just been holding on for that that value, those dollars I know, to I come back, come rolling back. I don't even play multiplayer games. Yeah. I just buy this so I can get a free game. <laughs> Do you think that somewhere someone owns a PlayStation, subscribes to PS Plus? And specifically plays nothing but the free games. Yeah, like wouldn't make any sense. Like at that point, you get Game Pass because you're playing. You're paying ten dollars a month, and you get an access to an entire library of games, or you could pay basically that amount and then get like two games every month. <laughs> yeah, every month may not be your cup of tea, but they're cups of tea. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting two cups of tea every month. So whatever. Next troll says this is not even funny. And then after that, the next troll says, Sony is laughing at us. 
well, which is it, fellas? Fools, I already have your cash. <laughs> Either it's not funny or it's funny. <laughs> I already have your cash. Next troll says, this is a joke. Old PS3 games and a useless game that never should have been developed. Are we really paying for this? That's an awful way to start this decade. It's funny, too. Like When Goat Simulator first came out, it's all everybody talked about. It was the Untitled Goose game before the Untitled Goose game. Yep. As far as like these games, I was like, what is this? And what is going on here? And then it led to Truck Simulator yeah. and Farm Simulator <laughs> and Hospital Simulator. <laughs> oh, man. But nah, we too good for that now. Nah. <laughs> Next troll says, get your act together, Sony. Get some Mac right. <laughs> Next troll says, it just keeps getting worse. Yeah, I mean... PS Plus, they give us two free games every month. What they have one month where they tried to give us Pro Evolution Soccer, nobody liked that. So not only did they give us Detroit, but they gave us a deluxe edition that included the remaster for Heavy Rain. So you got two games in one that month, on top of the third offering, I should say. And now we got the Nathan Drake collection, which is three games remastered for the PlayStation 4. So it's not even like you just got a cross-gen port or something. Like, this is one of Bluepoint's best remasters that they've ever done. They did all three games. It's been known that, of course, the original Uncharted looks like it received the biggest benefit of the remaster treatment. Uncharted 3, having been developed later in the PlayStation 3's life cycle, taking advantage of the, t- the tips and tricks they learned along the way, benefits the least. But they all got that touch. Yeah, games are trash, but Uncharted 2 got a 9.5 on IGN. Uncharted 3 got a 10 out of 10. Yes. But these games are trash that they're curating for us. (laughs) Uncharted 1, instant classic. I was hooked from the demo when we first got our PlayStation 3s way back when. It was just like, what is this? What? What?" (laughs) That was back when we was playing with knees in the good old days. Uh, next troll says bad month (laughs) and the final troll says is this april 1st this is the biggest slap in the face i've seen yet it's like they want people to switch to xbox next year that's another sign that that comment has jumped the shark (laughs) yeah am i april fools i mean let's look at it like this there are some people who come at it from the perspective of dollar value like oh the uncharted collection is only eight bucks but you know what you don't have it so you're getting it for free if the price was the breaking point you'd a bit by now then there are people who are coming at it from the perspective of like oh every why are they giving us games that everybody's played already the uncharted franchise all four games has sold like around 40 million copies so at most that's around an average of 10 million per game uh last i checked gta 5 moved about a hundred million copies so uncharted definitely didn't reach everybody it may be the game that everyone played in your friend circle (laughs) or on your online forum yeah people are born every day (laughs) (laughs) so there are people who may have missed that that i guess that entire ps3 era and they're just getting into gaming and now they're hearing about oh there's this series uncharted that's supposed to be pretty dope and i'm thinking about playing uncharted 4 but i know nothing about the franchise yeah, I'm real excited for The Last of Us 2, but oh, they made these other games? I need to check that out. See what I'm in store for. Yeah. Yeah. So, quit coming up with these justifications to try to diminish the offering. It's a free game 
for a service that you pay for to access online. If you don't like it, you got other options. You got other avenues. Microsoft would love to have you, but you're not leaving this relationship over some free game offerings. This is Sony, baby. You know where those first-party games are at. You know where those exclusives are at. You know where that ongoing, long-term, post-launch support is at. Just... Come back in the house, put your things down. We're gonna we gonna we're gonna clean you up a little bit. We'll make it right. Troll of the week, 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 troll of the week. This is what I Why are they giving me freeze though? Why are they trying to increase the exposure of their products to people that they haven't reached yet at my expense? No, I didn't pay for this. And there's always like that dude who's like, oh, I was about to buy this thing and now I didn't. And now he's mad. But he's like, oh, I already bought this thing. So fuck you, Sony. <laughs> he's on the Gotta other side the of it. Like there, there are people, is it falls into the same camp as the false advertising and all that kind of stuff. The people who think that, oh, well, I, I bought it and then you guys put it on sale. Uh, I don't think that's right. It's like, no, that's fine. That's how the world works. You bit a little sooner than you should have bitten. Maybe you should just have some restraint. And then there's, yeah, as I mentioned, then there's that dude who's like, I was about to buy this LOL. <laughs> now I got it for free. <laughs> Getting over on the system. <laughs> I saved eight bucks. <laughs> Paying 50 a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, any final words, A-Dub, before we get the fuck out of here? Nah, man. I think we covered it. Pretty meaty episode. I mean, for only half half of the year, pretty solid lineup of video games, I gotta say. I mean, despite my tone and my words, <laughs> I'm very excited for most of these games coming out. We're keeping an eye on everything because we kind of have to professionally, but at the same token, I just love seeing we're gaming goes with each new title to see what what new element or what new style gets picked up and iterated on by other developers like what's the new influence what's the next step forward so we're about to see that with the new consoles but we're also going to see where this console generation you know has its swan song games it's it, it's a tumultuous time and this but is, i'm all for it and this is kind of like the holy grail lineup as far as like the console cycle where it's now we've had games that have been coming out for years and they know exactly how much of the power they can push when it comes to developing these games and so like these last couple of games are going to be on another level when it comes to like the last of us um and cyberpunk 2077 i can't wait to just see how those games look and all the systems that they have added in them especially the last of us 2 with that second disc Mm, the acid disc yes (laughs) i mean hey it did wonders for red dead 2 this is control issues i am the amc and this is a dub we are control issues thanks for playing suckers suckers